Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I'm so glad you joined me, and I'm glad you're still standing. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're down on the mat with your beast on top of you. That's okay. The fact that you are even listening to this podcast tells me that you have hope. It tells me that you don't want to be where you are, wherever it is that you are. And you know, life is a series of ups and downs. You can be standing strong one day and get some news and be back down on your knees the next. It takes time to build your strength. It takes time to build your courage. I talked about that in the last podcast. It takes a tremendous amount of work, especially when life has whacked you upside the head with that proverbial two by four. Those things that come out of left field and devastate you or the ones that creep up on you and are just aggravating and don't seem to stop. Whatever it is, these are the things that can really sideswipe us and leave us just wondering how we're going to make it through or if we have the energy to do so. But you wouldn't even listen to this podcast. You know, I tell it like it is. You know I do. I tell it like it is. I don't, I'm not all sunshine and roses. But, you know, I, 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 you know I'm not a fan of victimhood. Even though I've been there, I'm not a fan of victimhood. Not because people don't deserve to feel victimized, but because it doesn't get us anywhere. I mean, sure, initially we should acknowledge that we became a victim of something. But, but where does that leave you? When you can continue to remain a victim, blaming other people and feeling sorry for yourself, they might be to blame, but it doesn't help you. That's why I'm not a fan of people living in victim land and attending pity parties. So if that's you today and you're in a pity party, I am not judging you. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I have been there. Trust me. And it's not like I don't ever head toward one every now and then, even now. So I get it. I understand. But it's one thing to understand, and it's another to just keep you there. If I were just to to understand and say, oh, yeah, I understand. You know, it's easy to be in a pity party. It's okay. Blah, blah, blah. What good would this podcast be? What good would any of my messages be? I'm here to encourage you. I don't want you to stay there. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be down on the mat with your beast on top of you telling your telling you what a terrible person you are that you don't matter. You know, in the case of me being the mom of an addict, I mean it was it was devastating on so many levels. I can't even begin to tell you. If you are the mom of an addict, I don't even have to tell you because you get it. What it feels like to watch somebody that you love more than your own life on a freight train headed toward a brick wall, and you can't stop them. It's on your mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. It's a rough road. It's a road I wouldn't wish on anybody. And there are a myriad of things that can hit us in life. It's not just moms of addicts that experience trauma. And as a matter of fact, Even if you are the mom of an addict, no doubt you've experienced other types of trauma. We don't just get one thing in life. 
So we all have different things we have to face. And some, yes, are bigger than others and more traumatic and more devastating. Some are are more minor. And, you know, for those of you who haven't experienced something really, really super huge, don't feel guilty. (laughs) Be glad. For those of us who have, we're probably a little better equipped to deal with things. I don't know. Maybe that's why they keep happening to us. I don't really know. But I'm here on this particular episode to really encourage you to stand up and fight. And and it's not like you haven't heard this from me before, right? Valerie Silvera, synonymous with stand up and fight, right? And I guess what I really wanted to talk to you about is that we wait for others to change or we make excuses for why we can't. Can you, I mean, can you relate to either one of those or both of them? Waiting for others to change or making excuses for why we can't when it's probably more like we don't want to. We settle for mediocrity or worse or worse. For me, I headed into self-destruct mode. And then, you know, a negative mindset takes a hold of you. And before long, you've got these self-limiting beliefs or or maybe even worse, they could be self-sabotaging beliefs and they just erode our self-confidence. If you're in this position today and you're wondering if you even have the strength to fight, I'm here to tell you that you do. And you might be going, no, I don't, Valerie. You have no idea what I'm dealing with. Quit telling me that I do because I know me and you don't know me. (laughs) But I can say that with confidence because I believe that every single person has a lot more courage than they think. But you're never going to find out if you don't start fighting. Right. If you just stay down on the mat or in the fetal position, giving up. Well, then I guess maybe you're right. Maybe you don't have the courage, but I do believe that deep down you do. And, you know, you just need a little bit of hope. Maybe you need some guidance. Maybe you need to hold on to somebody else's story who's gone before you, because really all you need is one other person that's done something even close to what you'd like to do to believe that it's possible for you. Because we all have opportunities to change. And it starts, of course, with our thinking. That's really, the battle is for your mind. That's where it all begins, is in your thinking. And that's why I always put this in the nine weapons of hope. People need to start here with this weapon, your decisions. That's where we need to start. We need to start with our decisions. Because, you know, if you don't make a decision, you're not going to do anything else. You're just not. It's all just going to be hot air unless you make, I'm talking about a real decision, a a pivotal decision, that one that sets you on a new course. And then you back it up with commitment. And then you continue to make subsequent decisions that back it up, that support it, right? So you make a decision. You want to head in this certain direction. You want to make a change. Like for me, let me use me for an example. I'm down on the mat. I'm losing it. I mean, I, I, I'm so sad every moment of every day. I feel worthless. I've let God down. I've let my family down. I can't save my own daughter. I'm just a complete loser. I mean, that's how I'm feeling. I'm just being honest with you. I have this black cloud hanging over my heart every moment of every day, no matter how it looked to other people. I was putting on a good show for a while there, for years. But I was literally like an actress about ready to have her final curtain call. I was not in a good place and 
And I mean, and just so down. In fact, it took me, you've heard me say this even in recent podcasts, it took me being at my lowest point, which was a gift. I guess it was a gift that day when I blurted out to my husband, Rich, I don't want to be here anymore. In fact, I followed it up with this statement. I said, it's too hard. That's what I said. It's too hard. Jeez, how many times have we heard other people say that? We go, no, you can do it. It's not too hard. I said, it's too hard. Those two sentences sounded like I was giving up, didn't they? But hearing those words come out of my mouth, into my ears, into my soul, into my heart, into my being, it was a gift because I didn't like what I heard. And, and you know, you heard me say this before. I, I thought about my son, Sean, and I guess, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't thinking about Jamie, but she was lost in the belly of her beast. And, and I just started thinking about Sean, who wasn't lost in the belly of, well, of course he had his own beast. Of course he was dealing with his own stuff. I don't want to say he didn't have a beast. Of course he did. But he didn't deserve this. He didn't deserve to lose, you know, two of the three musketeers. I was a single mom and for years it was the three of us. You know, two of the people that he grew up with, that he was most close to, that he loved most in this world, he was losing them. That wasn't cool. And I could do something about it. And so that really was a catalyst for me. For me, that was a pivotal decision. I want you to understand, though, that even after I made my pivotal decision, I gave up on it a bunch of times. You know, even if it was momentarily. You know, I'm sure I said again, it's too hard. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm going to get there. How's it going to be possible? Unless Jamie gets clean, I'm not going to be able to be happy. I kept putting it back on her. So back to the example, I make this pivotal decision. You can't just make one decision. That'd be like a wish. You have to back it up with subsequent decisions and actions that, that align with that. So I made the decision to stand up and fight. And my initial thought was that if I could be happy for even one hour at a time, wouldn't that be cool? And, um, and so, you know, if you're in that, any kind of situation where you're doing something like this, you make this pivotal decision, then you can't just sit back and coast. You have to keep making decisions that align with what you said you wanted. You don't just stand up and fight and start flailing your arms around. You got to have some little idea of, of where you want to be and then make sure that your subsequent decisions align with that. And whenever we're trying to make a change in our life, anytime we're trying something new, anytime we're doing something big, often we don't know really what in the heck we're doing in the beginning. It's a process. And so when you get feedback, start thinking about, okay, well, so I got some feedback. Hmm, this thing I'm doing or how I'm thinking about this or the subsequent actions I'm taking, it's not really working. So let me just kind of turn the crank a little bit. Let me modify what I'm doing. When my kids were little, I used to say to them, when they would say to me, I can't, I'd say, what did Henry Ford say? I don't know exactly how Henry Ford said it right now, but they would look up at me and say, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I was trying to instill in them very early on that it is about your thinking. And if you believe you can't do something, you probably can't. So you've got to get your mindset working in and supporting these decisions that you're making, this decision to stand up and fight. 
it is not going to happen overnight, my friend. It is going to be a battle. If you're really trying to make a change, it's not going to be a quick fix. And, you know, I've said this before. If you are looking for a quick fix, I am not your girl. I don't believe in them. And I know that moving out of a very dark place, there is no quick fix, not even close, but it's worth it. Okay, if you're old enough to remember I Dream a Genie from the 60s, so it was this television program about this, you know, normal American family, other than the fact that she was a genie, and her husband was an astronaut, and they had all of these kind of antics going on, obviously, in their house, but when Jeannie wanted something done, she literally would just cross her arms and blink and nod her head and blink her eyes, and it would be done. Now, wouldn't that be nice? If you could just make a pivotal decision and blink your eyes and nod your head. But that's not going to happen. Anything worth doing, having, or being is going to take sacrifice. Nobody's going to come along and sprinkle magic fairy dust over you and suddenly everything's going to be okay. I sure wish. You're going to have to find the courage to stand up and fight. Battle that beast. And it's probably going to be an epic battle for you to get there. But don't let that scare you. It's just the reality. I mean, these are your choices. When you're facing a situation that is not good, like I was when I was down on that mat and my beast convinced me, I came into agreement with him that I was a horrible person. I mean, I, I was very deflated. Don't let it scare you. It's worth it. It scared me. But I know you're up for the challenge. You're a warrior. You wouldn't be listening to a podcast called Still Standing. You wouldn't be following somebody like me. You wouldn't be linking arms with me if you didn't believe somewhere in your soul that you were courageous too. The quality of your thinking is going to dictate the quality of your life. If you are constantly saying, I can't, it's too much, I don't want to be here anymore, it's too hard, that's where you're going to stay. One of the other nine weapons of hope is called your attitude, and that is a really powerful one. And in fact, I always I put that second in this, in this now nine weapons of hope that used to be called the nine actions, I put this second because I thought, you know what, make a decision. Get yourself, you know, deciding what it is you want. Okay, what is it you want? Make a commitment to that. Learn about how the decision cycle works. But then you better get your attitude in line, right? So will you do that? Will you make a decision to stand up and fight for whatever it is you want or need? Whatever it is the world needs you to be? Because, man, this world's never been in such need of leaders, of, of warriors, of people who are courageous enough to step out of victimhood, who are willing to make changes and fight for whatever it is they need, who are wanting to be a role model for people who desperately need these types of role models. Will that be you? Can we make an agreement here? Come on, let's make a pact. I don't know how we're going to make a pact here. We're going to, let's shake hands. Come on, let's shake on it. I know we're in the days of COVID, but you're just listening to me on a podcast. So let's make an agreement that we're going to stand together, link arms. Time is precious. 
You know, we pass it, we kill it, we waste it, we endure it. We do all of these things with this thing that is so precious. I say this all the time. Time is flying by. I mean, we are looking at the end of March right now of 2021. How is this even possible that we're almost a quarter of the way through the year? I don't know about you, but it seems like literally the calendar just switched to 2021. So today's the day, not tomorrow, not someday. Today's the day to make that all important decision to stand up and fight, to become a warrior. No matter how scared you are, I could have never imagined that I'd be doing a podcast. I can never imagine I would have developed nine weapons of hope, that I would be putting on events, that people would be listening to my story. Me. I mean, the girl who's made so many mistakes in her life, far from perfect. The party animal in high school. The single mother. And the list goes on. I mean, it it, it never would have occurred to me that I would be a public speaker or that that I could inspire you, but I'm so grateful. I would much rather not have had the journey that I have had with my daughter. I would trade it for anything. But since here I am, I'm so honored that you even want to hear a little bit about it, that, that it can be used to give you some hope, that it'll maybe motivate you to stand up. Because it's not just about my story. I tell my story in hopes that you will use yours. Because somebody out there needs to hear not my story of victory, but yours. Decide to stand up and fight and know that when you do, I will be standing right there with you. Your story matters, so live it courageously. 